one of the oldest Catholic institutions in the state, where the air is hot and humid, the people are friendly, and the pursuit of knowledge can be felt from miles away. I'm Jeff Morello, and you're listening to The Voice of Olu. Welcome to the very first episode of The Voice of Olu, a new show coming to you from the Veronica Salazar Media Center on the second floor of Maine. I have quite the show for you today. Now, unless you're from the future, this is the very first episode you'll listen to. So I'm going to give you a brief summary of what's going on. I was speaking with Dr. Rice about how there needs to be a better availability of information on the programs here at the lake so students can really choose something that they'd like to study. So I came up with the idea to interview professors and students about their programs and their majors and minors. I pitched this idea to the lovely Professor Brown in the Media Center and she absolutely loved it. So here we are with the very first interview with none other than Dr. Rice of the Anthropology Program. All right, hello everybody. I'm here with Dr. Rice. She's the Anthropology teacher here at Olu. She's the head of the Anthropology Program as well. Yes. All right. Well, Dr. Rice, would you like to tell us about the anthropology program? Yes. I'll tell you about the program. It is a minor, and we have several classes that are offered here, including biological anthropology, culture anthropology, archaeology, and uh, lots of other classes, including, I guess, forensic anthropology, oh, bioarchaeology. Yeah. I took forensic. Yes. I've taken most of, most of these yes. so far, so I have commentary on them. Like, yes. It's all been a pretty fun class. And Dr. Rice is a great teacher. Thank you. It's a pretty well wrapped try to keep everything well-rounded, so we offer lots of different types of classes, like food and culture and magic ritual and the occult. So I try to offer something different um, every year or so. Yes, and if you really want to learn about the human, like, skeleton, like, bones, <laughs> take forensic anthropology because literally, like, the entire class is just learning bones. Yes. Like, exactly. I know all the yes. things in the head now. Yes. I know, like, your mental foramen is yes. right here on your, uh, not on the jaw, but on right. the mandible. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I know all these things that I'll never need to know right. again. I I told- but you will. But I you know. will. We and one thing too, and like Jeffrey said, we offer the forensic anthropology class, and we're really the only class here in San Antonio that has the real skeletons that we can use. Most of the other classes use plastic. I uh, know we're very blessed to yes. have uh, Dr. Rice's stolen skeletons. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> They're so, not stolen. Oh, um, they, they know. They're they not, know we're joking. But you did once buy one from a guy at an H-E-B I didn't buy lot. it. He gave it to us. Oh, he gave it to us yes. at an H-E-B parking lot. Yes. Well, not an H-E-B, a Central Market. Central Market. Let's, let's get this correct That's here. exactly right. So, um, do you have, like, a favorite class that you like to teach? Like, I Actually, any of the bone classes. And I really love the food and culture class. 
Mm, I yes. really love that. It's a fun class because I'm a foodie. I love to cook and I love recipes and I love talking about nutrition and that ties in with my interest in human health and the skeleton too. So it kind of yeah. ties it all in. I know. I really wanted to take the food and culture class the last time it was offered, but I was just not able to. It's like, a fun class. I know. I heard it was good. And I, I like at the end of it, you bring like, you yeah, have, like, we have food, food day, we have a little right? international day and then I'm offering the spring. Oh yeah. So yes. I'll probably take it yes. then because I need it for the minor. Yes. But, you know. Awesome. Um, oh, I am an anthropology minor. Yes, Jeffrey's one of my uh, minors. I'm very, very proud of it. It's a very good program. I tell everybody they talk you. about it. Like, uh, if you haven't taken it, like, um, what courses here, like, that you can take f- that count as other programs, like, uh, you mean as, like, cross, cross oh, register. Well, they, like, um, cross I know the culture anthropology, you, you can take that for a multicultural mm-hmm. class, and then now the introduction to biological anthropology, you can take that as your science credit. Mm-hmm. And then we have several classes that are cross-listed with other classes. So I teach a medical anthropology class that's cross-listed with social work. Nice. I know we have a lot of social work students here. So if you're looking for a little bit of something different, take medical anthropology. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Forensic anthropology was cross-listed with the social, uh, not social justice. Criminal uh, justice. Criminal justice, yes. Yes. And then the bioarchaeology class is also cross-listed with the forensic science. Mm -hmm. And Mexican archaeology or archaeology of, of mexico, mexico was also cross-listed with uh mexican-american, Mexican-American studies. studies but it i don't was. know what the next time you're yeah you're gonna offer that yeah. but it looked like it depends on student interest yes um well this student's very interested in all of them thank so. you jeffrey yes um so tell us a little bit about uh like your educational background like what did you get your um bachelor's in my bachelor's is in anthropology where from is it from texas state Oh, right in now San Marcos, Marcos. yes, nice, San Marcos, nice. and that's really where my love of anthropology started. I, um, I've always been interested in science, but when I got to Texas State, which was Southwest Texas State, mm-hmm. um, I took one anthropology class and I was hooked. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting, and it was a small group of professors, and I thought, oh my God, you can make a living and go out and dig and look for skeletons and look for bones and look for cool stuff, and do it you know I didn't I knew I didn't want to be in an office from you know eight to five my whole life and I knew there was no way I was gonna do that and we had a field school in the summer and I was just hooked and so I started taking other classes we had a forensic anthropology class and that really got me into the biological side of it mm-hmm. and so my love of archaeology and biological anthropology just kind of stemmed from there and then I Got my master's at University of Houston. Yes. What was your master's in? Anthropology. Anthropology. All the way. Like, bio, like it wasn't like a specific type. It was just. It was. I I was able to specify. I'm able to kind of um, tunnel into you know the biological anthropology, and I had Rebecca Story was my advisor, and she is really well known for her work and down in the Maya region and oh, cool. Copan, and so she was um, really instrumental in getting me really interested in that area. And I was able to do my thesis work on the Jamaica Beach collection at the Houston Museum of Natural Science that's been there since the 60s. Nice. Good job. Yeah. And nobody really has ever worked on it. And they supposedly weren't going to let anybody look at it. And you know me. Mm-hmm. In just my little southern way, he's just go and ask questions, and they let me in there. So it was it's because of... she carries a gun. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So they let me in there. It was kind of cool. That's and, cool. Yeah, That's it was really nice. neat. And Jamaica yeah. Beach. Um, Jamaica Beach is a little Galveston, town on Galveston yeah. Island. Galveston. It's not a part of the actual city of Galveston. 
but it's it west. Is, on the is it West Beach? Yeah, it's way over there on yeah. West Beach. West Beach. Like, yeah, so they're awful. As a Galvestonian, they're awful. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, because they're like, and eh, we don't want to be a part of Galveston. Oh, well, but, you know, they are. They get all the good stuff of Galveston, but they don't want to pay the taxes. Oh, they're well, there stupid. you go. So I got to do that. So that was really neat. And then I. Which was really hard because Houston's a long way from. I lived in Conroe. Oh yeah. So was... yeah. So then I applied for grad school and you know I never thought I could get in anywhere and oh my god I got in. So and my advisor even said don't go for a PhD unless you really 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 want it and want to spend the time and spend the money. Mm-hmm. And so I thought you know what I'm just gonna try, and I try. I got into. A, I mean I, you know you apply to a lot of places, and I got in. I couldn't believe it. So I went to Ohio State, mm-hmm. and it was a really large program, and Dr. Paul Shuley is known for his dental anthropology, mm-hmm. and he's a big tooth person, and we have a, a bioarchaeologist, Clark Larson, is there, and between them, I mean, I was able to really kind of hone in, and the, mm-hmm. the skeletal collections are huge. Yeah. You know, the universities, they have huge labs where you can basically just kind of hang out and work on the skeletons if you want to and put them oh, together. And that's pretty cool. It yeah. is really cool. You just kind of sit with other grad students and have your lunch and work on bones, and mm-hmm. it's really neat. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, Ohio State, that's where you said uh-huh. Didn't Weren't they recently the ones who have the... Excuse me. They have the really big, uh, sa- like they have the satellite that found the Viking collection, or was that Kansas State? Am I thinking? No. Because hmm. I remember you showed us that in the uh, intro to archaeology yes. class about the, uh, it was the Nova special or something about they found the. Uh... It wasn't Ohio State. Oh, it wasn't Ohio State. Okay. Well, I was just wondering. No. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a big primate section. They have a big ethnobotany section. They have uh, Lonnie Thompson. He's the one that does the. Ice cores, he's oh, known for ice that. Cores are cool. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. So, so that's a big department. Alright. So I have a question. Are you like specifically a bioarchaeologist or do you kinda like like a general anthropologist? Um, I consider myself a bioarchaeologist. <laughs> that's where your true passion lies. Yeah. Like, and I not... you know, I would say biological anthropology, but that's such a mouthful. People kinda go, What? So mm-hmm. just to make it easier, and I think because most of the public has heard of archaeology. Yes, through Indiana Jones. Yes, and if you just say bioarchaeology, they kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Oh. But they, they know I, archaeology, yeah. you know, yeah. and so. So do you, so like how accurate is Indiana Jones to like actual biology, like not biology, actual archaeology, like. Well. Are y'all just out there in old Mayan temples just getting chased by boulders and still well, crystal skulls? No, but it is, you know, it's really the way archaeology used to be, and it was more of kind of a treasure hunt. Yeah, more kind of like grave robbing. Collections, and more just description, but now it's become a lot more quantitative, and you're really doing data analysis and comparing sites, and looking at human migration and human movement, and, you know, everything from reproduction to environment to all kinds of things. How societies developed, where they went, where was farming, where was the bow and arrow, where there's all kinds of questions that we ask. So in that aspect, no, it's not accurate. But just the whole university setting and how, you know, I have had friends that have, you know, been in areas where there's bandits and have had to have AK-47s, you know, after them and have had people shot next to them in the outdoor showers and, you know, in Africa and Asia. So so there, there are a lot of hot spots. And yeah. and that's a shame because there are such there are places where it's so dangerous to be now, especially in the Middle East and North yeah. Africa, that 
you just don't, you just, there's not, you know, you can't get the work done. Yeah. And so, and I know that's a huge area of humanity that's been there for thousands of years, and it's just kind of. I know. And so, yeah. Like, it's really sad, too, because it is. Like, North Africa is, like, and the Middle East is really kind of like the it's cradle the hub, of, yeah. like, civilization, right. kind of. Because right. that's just where. Yeah. Not not to say that's where it's all started, but that's where it's no. all started. Yeah. It's like, it all started just, like, in that yeah. area. And know? there are little pockets. I have friends that do work in Yemen, oh. and do work in Jordan, that are not hot spots yeah. where they're our allies and they're you know it's it's relatively safe to work in those areas so there are some there's some good archaeology being done in those areas and then That's we're good. also i think i might have shown in the archaeology class with a lot of the aerial satellite stuff we're doing now where we're actually doing you know archaeological not excavations but we're identifying archaeological sites from mm-hmm. satellite pictures yeah. so it's kind of you don't have to be there on the ground you know, that's what I was uh, yeah. kind of talking about earlier with the uh, yes. Viking settlements yes. in, uh, in Nova Scotia, right? Yes. yes, Nova Scotia. That's what it was. Nova Scotia used to be called Vinland because of the natural uh, grapevines that they found there. The Vikings, or was it like? That's grapevines, but, but that's what Lee Erickson of, said. It was yeah. green because he was trying to invite the Vikings to come there, but it was yes. really an icy sheet of yeah. crap. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I, I can't all be icy. <laughs> See. Uh, um, so um, you went to Texas State. What uh-huh. was that like for you? Like, uh, what was your college experience like? I, you know, I've always wanted to be a scientist, and I got into the anthropology. And we had a club, and we had the group, and it was really the first time that I thought, "Wow, this is something I can do, uh-huh. and something that I enjoy." And um, it it really kind of set me on my trajectory, and it was. I mean, I had a, I went to a huge high school. Conroe High School was almost four thousand students, so the college oh my experience God, so, wasn't. So big. I know, but I was used to that, so it didn't really bother me to be mm. at a big school, you know. Mm. So it was okay. I mean, I played tennis. I, you know, I was an athlete. You had to really get, keep your grades up and maintain the two point five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, yeah, it's hard, but you just got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And back then in school, it's not like it is now. Really, there was no discussions. There was no extra grades. It was all four tests. Oh, that sounds amazing. The professor would lecture. No students would say anything. Lecture, notes, test. Lecture, notes, test. Man, I wish no I other grades. I wish I could have been back then. You're crazy. No, I hate homework. Like <clears throat> all my teachers in high school, it helps like your grades. Like homework's <laughs> not gonna be a thing. You're not gonna have. You're only gonna have four tests. See? And now I'm here, and it's like, oh, don't forget to complete this assignment. Well, you gotta do your uh, vocabulary words. No. It's like, what, what is? No, I literally had an assignment yesterday due last night. That was three parts. The last part was 25 words that I had to define. I couldn't use the book. I had to make up my own. Oh, I had well, to get my own, go. like, personalized <laughs> definition of it. But, well, you know, you like, know. no, like, I know what the segreg- like separation of powers are. Like, I learned oh. that in the fifth grade. I don't need to. I, I don't know. I've asked my students to for words, and sometimes they don't know. A lot of times they don't know. I'm sorry. We have, like... If it's like a super like specific, is that your friend? Yeah, sorry. No, it's fine. Like if it's a super specific word like zygote or something that I yeah. would have learned in a like high school or something. I mean, we probably learned what a zygote is. Yes. But I I'm bad at science. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. like I would need a definition for that, but you know, like I don't know, I don't need to know judicial review, like separation yes, of do. powers. Like I know what judicial review is. It's 
when a court reviews a law or well, executive action. Like, right. Like, I don't know. know. I think our letter of the lake really tries to help the students. Yeah. I mean, I've taught at UTSA also, and they're, you know, bigger classes. But they have homework. They have assignments, too, now. Mm. So teaching's changing. It's really changing. Do you think it's changing for the better, changing for the worse? I think it's easier. Easier? I think college is easier. Okay. For I mean, because I don't like the objective test. I don't like, I want some homework to, because I can write an answer or, you know, like the little film guides and stuff. Mm. That would have helped me as opposed to just four tests. So yeah. I think it's becoming easier for students, for sure. And we've already reduced the number of science classes and our gen ed's changing, so I think it's becoming easier. Okay. In my opinion. That's... Alright, so what was your, uh, like, social life like when you were in high school, uh, college? Like, what did you do for fun? Like, <laughs> um, she just made the bottle I did not. She's an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, she was like, glug, 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 glug. Um. Well, like I said, I was on the tennis team. Yeah. So you went to tennis parties, wild no, tennis well, parties. No, well, we had, no, we had, I lived in the athletic dorm. Oh, so. And so, yeah, we, we, I mean, we had practice in the beginning of the semester. It was three hours and then break and then three hours. So it was oh a God. lot. And then when school started, it was just down to like three hours. So, you know, it was get up, go to class. And then at three o'clock you hit practice and then you mm-hmm. go to eat dinner at the calf and then, you know, you're out. I mean, it was just tiring. And, and then I, w- I joined the cycling team. So I started riding a lot mm-hmm. and racing. So again, it was just it's all the time, all the time, all the time. Mm, yeah, that's why I'm not an athlete. Cause... And I was a last-minute studier, you know, crammed the day before, which I tell my students not to do now, but I did the same exact thing. Yeah, I mean, it's... I tried really hard to do, like, oh, I'm going to study for a week before. It never happened. You know? Oh, hey, there's a butterfly right outside your office on that little flower it's tree. It's a giant swallowtail. Oh, wow. Do you know... <laughs> Like, yes, I do. You know butterflies? Yes, That's I crazy. do. I've raised butterflies a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the That's, past couple years. I didn't know that. That's, we're yes. learning new stuff. Because yes. so far, everything I've been kind of know about. Yes. But like, wow, I didn't know you were butterflies. Any yes. other cool hobbies like that? Or interesting hobbies? Um, it's not necessarily Well, cool. besides raw feeding. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, a raw feed. She raw feeds her dog, which means that she gives it, like, raw meat. Raw meat. Yes. yes. And, uh. So I learned to butcher and gut a squirrel and a rabbit this summer. I've actually been doing that. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yes. So my Saturday night now is, yeah, butchering and gutting rabbits. And then getting plastered. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. And (laughs) no, and I've raised butterflies, lots of different species of butterflies. And just from the eggs, you know, I see the butterflies lay the eggs and you collect the eggs and you have to have the host plant and then you hatch out the butterflies. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember my class in the third grade had to raise butterflies, but really it was my teacher doing it, and yes, we just watched. But yes. uh, it was fun to watch, like the life cycles, yes. and, like the little caterpillars, yes. and they get all fat, and they make their little cocoon. Chrysalis. A chrysalis. A butterfly makes a chrysalis, and a moth makes a cocoon. Oh, a moth makes a cocoon. Yes, different. Okay. Yes. There's a difference, people. Yes, huh? there's a difference. So, yes. um, <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, what was I gonna See, say? There's nothing else. No, it's fine. Like we'll we'll figure something out. Um, so, in your master's degree, you said you were going to U of H, right? Yes. Did you feel that the master's degree, like master's classes, were like exponentially harder, like, or were they? They're totally different. Graduate graduate classes are totally different. How? What's the difference? Undergrad. It is all read, 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 read. Look at articles. Look at articles. 
tear them apart, you know, discuss with the professor mm -hmm. the articles. And if you did not read, then the professor would sit there, there and stare at you. Uncomfortably. Uncomfortably, yeah. Very uncomfortably. So you made sure you read. And when I'm talking read, you had a list and they were books. Mm -hmm. Multiple books per semester. Oh my god. For several classes. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I heard law school is like. Where, yes. Uh, if you don't get, like, if you don't read, like, the most uh, crazy example I've heard is that one time a teacher made uh, her leave the class because she didn't have the book read. She was like, all right, since you didn't read the class, uh, chapter, you can just go and do that now. And then he was asked her to get out. And uh, so. I know my my brother and my sister-in-law both went to law school, and they said there's this story that this one guy at South Texas at uh, law school brought in a wheelbarrow of books and dumped them on the floor and said, these are the books you're going to read. Oh, my God. Like, that semester or yeah. the entire school? No, like for oh. his class. Oh. I, it's not that bad for archaeology. I'd drop it immediately. No. I'd be like, right, bye. <laughs> I would literally drop it in that class. Like, I'd get my laptop out and just hit that drop button right then there. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, I understand, but also, like, bye. I know. I know. Ugh, that sounds no, I couldn't crazy. do that. No, that's a lot. Yeah, so they're just different. It's just different class. It's just a different type of learning, really. Mm -hmm. And you learn how to go through the scientific articles, and and you learn to be a better reader. Mm. You know, you learn kind of what is required to do research, really. Okay. So, so. Uh, on the topic of research, you said field research earlier. So where is the most interesting place you've gone for, like, an archaeological dig? Um, Ecuador. Ecuador. Is that the ones that's like in the mountains that you said was super yes. cold, even though it's supposed to be real yes, hot? Yes, because it was in the mountains, and even though I was on the equator, I thought oh, it was going to be really, you know, warm, but it's 9,000 feet. So she packed lightly, is what yes. she said. Yes, I had to buy a coat. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and so Ecuador was really cool. I got to excavate skeletons, and not only excavate, but I was there to analyze. Oh, that's So cool. I analyzed about 75 skeletons. And uh, a period of about six weeks. Were they prehistoric skeletons, or were yes, they like? Yes, they were uh, pre-Incan. Oh, pre-Incan. Uh -huh. yeah. And um, they were most of them were already excavated, so I was mm -hmm. there just to, to do the analysis. Oh, just to do the analysis. But I did get to go excavate some of them. And was Ecuador the one that had like the really ashy dirt? Yes, yes. all volcanic ash. Mm -hmm. And just so you know, like when you dig, you have to like basically you're basically you're scraping the dirt yeah. off the top so you don't miss anything. Yes. And so when it's super ashy dirt, super fine like that, it gets really hard because... It's like talcum powder. Yeah. It just falls apart. Yeah, so that was really interesting, getting to excavate there and do that analysis there. And and then a lot of the ones I've done in Texas are, um, you know, coastal areas mm -hmm. and for excavation and then towards Victoria. Yeah, there's a really big Indian site, of, like not... Indian Native yeah. American side, uh, Indian yeah. Native American. Yeah. I mean, interchangeable, but like some some Indians, especially on the uh, West Coast, prefer to be called Native Americans, oh. while our East Coast uh, and Southern uh -huh. Indians don't mind being they called Indians. Care, yeah. So I mean, I once had an Indian, uh, like a, she was the chiefess of a tribe, come down to my school once and give like their creation story. And she said they were, uh, I can't remember which tribe, but she said the blank Indians. And oh, I was like, right. okay, so yeah. that's kind of how I've been calling them since then. Right, so. right. Um, and I just got a call, I mean, I got an email that through the, over the weekend, actually, from one of the archaeological stewards down toward the coast, and he asked me if I could analyze some human remains, and he's going down to get them, and he's going to bring them up here. 
Oh, when is that going to happen? Uh, soon, as soon as, as soon as he goes to get him. Oh, so we'll have him in class. I'll show you. Ooh, that's cool. Man. Yes. So that's, that'll be fun. I like, know. Does he know, like, uh... Like, he said they're prehistoric. Prehistoric? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. And just for the listeners to know, the archaeological stewards are people, are volunteers, correct? Yes. Of every county in Texas. Yes. And they basically are in charge of the uh, Texas Historic Association. Very good, uh, yes. For that county. And they are, like, if... Like bones are found or something like that. Or artifacts. Or artifacts. They'll go and like check it out and see if it's like legit or not. Right. And, and if they, they are, record. they'll like call an archaeologist like Dr. Yeah. Rice. Or they'll record it yes. and it'll get recorded and you know it goes through Austin, mm-hmm. yeah, the capital. Yes. Yeah. And in Austin, there's this giant thing called the TARL, the yes. Texas Archaeological Research Lab, and it's basically a giant catalog of a lot of stuff found in Texas. And lab, you can go visit. Yes. Actually, yeah. I wanted to go visit last semester, which was like, nah. We're going to go to the one here in San Antonio. Oh, that's fun. The, uh, uh, the Center for Archaeological Research. Yes, the UT one. Yes. Like UTSA is Yes, one. UTSA. Yes, that'll be fun. They have a huge, yeah, repository. Oh, that'll yes. be fun. Like, of artifacts, too, or uh-huh. is it just skeletons? Artifacts, oh, cool. skeletons, oh, pottery, Ooh, bones, that's all kinds of stuff. That's animal bones, too. Uh, animal yeah. bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 All yep. right. That'll be fun. Yes. Yeah. And yes. so, um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so the... Archaeological steward, he did call you, and yes. uh, so like, does he? So he knows that the like prehistoric. Yes. Well, that's what they they want to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just says some skeletal human remains, and so most of the time when people call me, they're not exactly sure, and so I either go down there or they'll bring them to me to analyze. So that's mm-hmm. what's I've done that before with Poteet with the Atascosa County Sheriff. Yeah. Call me. Yes, yes. And I went down, and they had a box of remains. And then we went out to the site to see if we That's could find any more. Where a truck, like a, they yes. were built, they were repainting the road, uh-huh. so they like dug up they it, they the dug up, and it uh, chopped part of the skeleton off. Like yes. the well, they just grade skull. it slowly, you know, oh. year by year. They just grade those roads, and so okay. it just it's kind of a, yeah, like a puzzle. And so they found, uh, they're like, oh, that kind of looks like a face. And they're like, oh, that, yes. that is a skull. And then they called Dr. Rice down to yes. dig it up. Right, right. And so, so what, what did you find on that one? That one's so fragmentary. But he was, he was able to give me money to get the radiocarbon dated. And that, they okay. were very, they were, that's the little article I have outside my office. Oh, so. The Atascosa uh, Bones. If you yeah. want to check that article out, she's on Moy, second floor. What's the room number? Two. One. 201, 202, something Where the big like. cabinet is. Yeah, it's to the very left side. Where the um, skulls are. Yeah, it's the skull cabinet. Yeah. She's known as the bone lady. Um, <laughs> so if you ever really want to find her, she's either in her office or in a class yes. or in the bone room. Yes. Which is the room for bones. Yes, exactly. And um, that's what we haven't talked about, the Coleman Collection. We have the Coleman Collection here yeah. that was donated to the school. And we're hoping, I'm hoping to be able to get a permanent lab here on campus to house the bones. That would be fun, yeah. Yeah, so that's a that's a really great collection. We're really one of the only schools in San Antonio, we are the only school that has a skeleton collection. That's cool, That we can yeah. teach from. So like uh, the, Com- the Tacoma, right? Tacoma? Coleman. Oh, Coleman. Okay, Coleman, Coleman. yeah. So yeah. what's all in the Coleman collection? Is it just like a group of skeletons? Or it's a group of skeletons that was discovered here in Bear County by the, um, the South Texas Archaeological Association, the Southern Texas Archaeological mm-hmm. Association, and it was, the Historical Commission had it for a few years, and they really didn't know what to do with it, and so I was, ended up at a conference, and I, you know, they said, hey, we have the skeletal collection, and I thought, oh my God, we need to have that, and so really, it's, it's a mixture 
uh, or there's a there's a couple of miscellaneous boxes, but there's a probably I'd say about 19 or 20 individuals, prehistoric, some children, mostly adult, mm -hmm. and we work on those with the students. I have students work on them and um, reconstruct pieces, and that's what I mostly do in the bioarchaeology class. The whole semester is spent okay. on working on the fun. real human remains. So when's the next time you're offering bioarchaeology? In the spring. In the spring. Yeah. Oh, so if y'all want to reassemble skeletons yes. or play with bones... Um, yep. <laughs> not play with bones, right. but you know, if you want to like, like learn with them yes. in a fun manner, because yes. playing with bones is unethical. Yeah, um, very good, Jeffrey. Yes, I took a class <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to do that, you can uh, join it, and it's a science credit, correct? No, the bioarchaeology is not. Bioarchaeology is not. You get forensic science, but not regular science. Ah, uh, I know, I know. We have dang. a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, maybe you can. See if you can do something about that. Yes. But, you know, you don't have to. Like, it'll be fun. Just it'll take it as an elective. elective. Yeah. Um, just, what all, what all classes are you offering next semester? Cultural anthropology, mm -hmm. the biological anthropology class. Yeah. The um, bioarchaeology. Mm -hmm. And. Food and culture. I think food and culture. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Those sound so fun. And. Awesome. The worst part is that I only need one more credit. So, I'm probably only going to take two. Oh. Because, but I just want to take all of them. So yes. it's probably going to be food and culture and bioarchaeology because those sound like the most fun. But bioarchaeology sounds hard, so maybe not. It's not. It's not? It's, it's not, easy? No. Yeah. It's fun? It's fun class. Mm -hmm. Is it a, like, introductory level? Is it a senior level? Is it all my classes are basically introductory, except the upper division, like osteology and stuff mm. that I haven't offered in a while. But they're all, it's, it's fun. It's mostly like the whole semester of almost like a lab. Oh, so it's just basically one giant bone lab. Yep. All right, so Fun. let me see how much time we have left. Uh, oh, yeah, great. Perfect. So we're at the very, very end, um, and at the end, I like to play a little game with people. Do you remember in elementary school, uh, MASH? No, I do not. Okay, well, it stands for Mansion Apartment Shack House, Okay. and I'm just going to ask you, like, three or four questions, and you're going to give me three answers, and then I'm going to do a little bit of calculations okay. and get rid of uh, two of each of the categories. And I'm going to give you, like, a 100% accurate MASH feature. Like, <laughs> so, MASH stands for Mansion Apartment Shack House, which is the type of house, like type of I residence get you'll get. I get and so it. so the first yes. question I like to ask is, if you could have three of any food, like, uh, like if you could have any food at any time and for the rest of your life with no negative side effects, <clears throat> so, like... Okay. If you want to just eat ice cream all day and you're lactose intolerant, you right. wouldn't get, I get gas. It. I get it. Okay. Okay, so three different foods? Yes, and in this universe, that food is actually, like, beneficial for you. So, like, it could be a drink, okay. too. Okay, so bacon. Okay, ooh. Love Cheese. It. Bacon. Cheese. Don't say bread, because this is just, like, a shopping list. No, And it no, could be no. anything as specific as, like... Like, uh, this one slice of pizza that I had in Chicago in 1983, right. or anything as general as, like, cheese, like you said. Uh, oh. Um, see, that's hard. I knew you were gonna, like, get me stuck. I know. No, it happens <laughs> to everybody. Literally, they'll be, like, the first two, like, pop, pop, and then the last one, like, I don't want to waste it. What should I do? I gotta make this one count. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, that's hard. Really, oh, you know I what know. though I love? What? I just love like soft shell crab. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I love that. 
I love crab too. Yeah. Like crab's my favorite. I literally like on my way home last night, I stopped by this uh, restaurant just because they said crabs on the sign, and I was like, oh, they said fresh crabs, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> soft shell crab. Yeah. So I drove in from Houston. Last night. <gasps> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. No, yeah. it's fine. Um, okay. Uh, next category. Um. If you could go into any three movies or TV shows and just live in that universe, you don't have to be a part of, like, the plot. Like, if you want to be in, like, the Godfather version of New York City, you can. But you don't have to be in the plot of the Godfather. Or you just want to live in Sex in the City. Like, just have a Sex in the City lifestyle. Like, hmm. Or it could be, like, <clears throat> Middle Earth from Lord of the Rings. Right. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Jeffrey. Um... Would have to be like live in that movie. Like, well, you could just like of... trap, like right. You could just open up a portal from this universe to that one and just go there for vacation. Just like, like just visit it whenever you want. That Paris movie, no, that movie that Julia Roberts did when she went traveling. Uh, which I don't. I'm not a movie person, so uh, I don't know. Like I'll put Julia Roberts Paris movie. Yes. Julia. When she traveled around. Roberts. Paris. Just because she was in Paris and cool places. All right, two um, more. Let's see. What is some movie that was in like Montana or something? Like a river runs through it. Is that a movie? Yeah, that's the name? a movie. All right, river runs through it. Just because of Montana, because I like that area. Yeah, it's very beautiful up there. Very scenic. It's gorgeous. Runs through it. And then, um, what else? Have to be in that time span, time oh. zone. What do you mean? Like in that period of history? Uh, like um, it's just like wherever the movie takes place. You know, if it's if you're doing like Peter Pan, it's gonna take place in like <laughs> Victorian London. Like, <clears throat> that's where you're gonna go. You're not just gonna go to London. Right. Um, Jeffrey. I don't know. Somewhere else, pretty. Um, about I don't know movies names though. Hmm. Um, I'm terrible. All right, then we can just cut okay. this one, and we'll just do places on Earth that you'd like to have a vacation. <gasps> okay. So we'll just do that. So it's not going to be Julia Roberts. So you want to keep Paris oh, and sorry. Montana? Oh uh, no. Okay. I've already been to those places. All right. Um, somewhere in the Mediterranean. Put Greece. Greece, great. I love Greece. Mm -hmm. Greece. But it's like, uh, you can just, it's no problem getting there. So if right. it's like a remote island, you can just, right. just teleport there yeah. instantly. Or I like something to go similar. Somewhere that you like Thailand. Thailand, nice. Yeah. You're really getting these really nice tropical areas. Not tropical, yeah, but like, I really like like cool climates. And then I would love to go somewhere up north pretty like finland oh yeah cool. like all the fjords in norway yes, yes. so you want to put finland yeah yes my uh recently uh dr turkin in the um uh business, business? Uh -huh. yeah she recently did a 
couple weeks in Finland for teaching. Uh, she taught like a micro class or whatever it is. You can go camp. Have you seen those camping things? Ah, I know. They have those open camp things with the sky. Yeah, you can look at the northern I know, lights. That looks so looks cool. So but like the northern lights are so hard to predict. So like it's not in like, the winter time. I know. But My like, friend that lives in Alaska, she just took pictures like this mm. last week and she showed it. It's gorgeous. Uh, that's great. She's a Facebook I, friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that's friends. We all know, know that. Okay. Um, so, um... Is that it? No, we have one more category. Yes. Um, if you could add any room to your house, what would it be? Like, it could be, like, anything from as simple as, like, a rec room where you have, like, a treadmill or something. Or anything <laughs> to, like, as wild as just, like... An indoor pool? Yeah, or, like... An I would indoor, do an indoor pool. Indoor pool. Door pool. I have a friend who has an indoor pool. It's crazy. They're very wealthy. I hate yeah. it. Um, um, I wish I could just pick up my house and move it someplace else. No. Okay. It's just like, it. And it's not like this house is it's going to take up extra room. It's just like a magic door you have that opens up. And it could be like any kind of like crazy room you have. Like it could be just a room full of just really soft pillows. Just like really like... Or like a lap, no, like a lap. big room of like a big terrarium. A terrarium, I like it. Yeah, so I can have butterflies in there. They can just live in there. Terrarium. <laughs> I didn't spell it right. Actually, okay. I did spell it exactly 100 percent correct. That's since okay. Y'all can see. And then one more. Yes, one more. Um, I guess a big. Did you have a big exercise? Well, I'd have a bigger room for my bone room. Bigger bone room? Yeah. All right. Bigger bone room. So, like a home lab? Yes. Yeah. I have a home lab, but it's not big enough. Bone room. Slash home lab. Yeah. All right. And now I'm going to do... I'm going to do something real quick, and I want you to tell me when to stop. It's oh going to be gosh. a spiral, and this you just This is go. so scientific. I know. <clears throat> If you're a scientist, you should love it. So just tell me when you want me to stop. Stop. Alright, and I'm going to pause this after I do some quick calculations. So I'm back with your 100% accurate MASH future. Since we did take out the movies and replaced it with like a location on Earth because you're not that big of a movie buff, I'm really happy to say that you have a mansion in Finland. And in that mansion, you have a terrarium. So all your butterflies, all your, like, animals, all the plants you want, you can just have them in there. Awesome. And also, since you're in Finland, and that's kind of like a coastal area, I'm really happy to tell you that (laughs) any... Well, Finland's on the coast. Like, like, most of their stuff, they don't have very much inland stuff. So you always have access to soft-shell crab. Like, just whenever you want, you're just in any room in your mansion. Like, I want soft-shell crab. It's like... Bing! Awesome. Made exactly the way you want. Awesome. I'm so it. happy for you. I love it. All right. Dr. Rice, thank you so you much. You are so welcome. For being on this uh, podcast. You're probably going to be the first teacher episode that I show. Yeah, I'm So excited. it might actually be the pilot. I can't promise that or not. Okay. But it's just depending on who, if we want to do a student or a teacher first. Okay. But I'll okay. really see if we can push you first. Because I really like this interview much better than the other one. Because it was kind of dark. We talked okay. about like some serious stuff. But okay. this one, we, it was fun festive. Yes. So awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much for being on it. All Thank right. you. Bye, Dr. Rice. Bye. 
I'd like to give a special thanks to Dr. Rice of the Anthropology Program and letting me interview her, and another special thanks to Professor Brown and the Media Center for helping me record. Thanks, everybody, and have a wonderful day. As always, the theme for this show is Campus by Vampire Weekend.